Hey everyone, this is Tamar and welcome back to A Day on the Journey podcast. This is episode five and with me, I have my sister and the Lord and friend, Tori, discussing things all related to purity in her journey. So I really hope that you enjoy. Thanks again for tuning in and here we go. everyone, this is Tamar and welcome back to A Day on the Journey podcast. Today I have my wonderful friend and sister in the Lord, her name is Tori, and today we are going to be talking about purity. And so before we jump into the topic, I just want her to just say hello and introduce herself to you all. Tori? Hi, my name's Tori. I am in my late 20s, so I'm kind of have a little bit of life under my belt, and I'm still looking to gather much more as long as God gives me. I come from a background um, being raised from a single mother in a abusive situation. Um, I had siblings, and my siblings had children, and there's a lot of things going on. I was not raised um, in a Christian home, uh, if anything, it was a Jewish home that had no real um, religion. Um, but nonetheless, Christ got me um, in my college years. <laughs> so I am glad to be here. I am now married, breaking cycles um, in the church <laughs> with the Holy Ghost and Bible. <laughs> straight in that heart um thanks be to god he sent the lord jesus our savior um to make a life so that we would have life through his suffering and his sacrifice um i also have a baby boy (laughs) and i'm a new mother so i have one child and there's a lot i've learned in marriage there's a lot i've learned in my single in my singleness and there's a lot i've learned in my unchristness and then also on my christness in my motherhood journey and so um there's a lot of uh, um hats i suppose that i would love to be able to share on the subject of purity yes yes thank you and that's why i thought it was really really important like tori definitely is wise behind her years and just kind of looking over her journey with the Lord in general and just her walk walking closely with God I just found like there's no better person to talk about this subject than her and just her experience or just what you know it means as it relates to purity so that's we're going to dive into the first question and if you hear the baby it's fine <laughs> Yes. So um, it's completely fine. You know, I hope that does not bother anyone, which it shouldn't. But um, again, the first question I want to talk about is, again, purity. And I want to just ask Tori, how would you define purity and in what context? So what is the what's purity mean to you now that you have obtained the knowledge of Christ, you know, being renewed by the spirit versus then thank you for asking um i will let you know what purity when i was growing up meant um pretty much untouched um 
it was usually a highly sexual thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was practically what purity was. Um, I think just growing up in the 90s, there was a purity culture. And I think it gave um, a wrong name to what the true essence of purity is. Um, the Lord, he's looking for your, for those who are pure in heart. Mm, and yes. I don't think he meant it in the same way that our world is administering it right now. Although there is sexual purity, but there's so much more depth to it um, that helps us to walk in purity a lot more fuller without the spirit of fear, condemnation, guilt or shame mm-hmm. because we know those do not belong in the body of Christ. Um, he has conquered it, rose from the grave, <laughs> went right. to hell and back so we could walk um, closely with him. And that's really what purity is about. It's understanding. And now in my now years, it's understanding that he is holy um, first and foremost. And that, that holy God, that holy father, that holy lover that we have that oh. sees us with an everlasting love made us intentionally and uniquely who we are um, today. So purity in essence to me now is understanding who I am so that I can be who God created me to be. I am a woman. <laughs> Let's first start off with that. <laughs> There's purity and all that God's created us to be. And so yeah. that looking at ourselves in the pure image he created us to be. I'm first off a woman. He, in the beginning, created man and mm-hmm. woman. Um, there's purity with those um, genders now um, to be expressed in further detail. Um, before eating the forbidden fruit... <laughs> It um, was one thing, but after the fact, and we live in a different reality where um, we have fallen into sin and we are now subject to those um, choices that were once made before. Um, those small little, small little, what seems like a small decision ends up having an enormous effect. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's purity in God's discipline as well. So there's so much. I feel like I should write a list out, but um, purity in being a, a woman. Mm-hmm. There's purity in being a mother. And these, and purity in being a wife. Purity in being a sister and a daughter, a worshiper, a co-missioner. There's all these different Um, hats that God has given us through his scripture and that is where I see the beauty of purity Mm -hmm. manifesting itself so that we can be a pure in heart and you know a true worshiper because it does not please God when we do not align ourselves with who he's created us to be that's not pure worship Um, if I was let's say um, the man, the husband is the head of the house. Mm-hmm. So if I was not to submit to my husband, but yet I am going and doing great accolades in ministry, mm-hmm. 
that is not a pure offering. <laughs> um, so that's a, I guess, a overhead <laughs> eagle's view <laughs> of the subject. I was uh, looking up this the definition, and to my surprise, actually, like on the surface of it, the definition of purity it was described as who you are and what you do, and I believe that's kind of what you kind of are alluding to. The thing about it, it's so interesting because before before coming or being renewed in spirit and mind or being a Christian who follows Christ. Our, 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 like you were saying, our idea of purity is different because we can identify purity with, like the Bible talks about, like, you know, repay no one evil for evil. But in our minds, we're like, repay evil for evil. Like in the, in the mindset before it's being renewed or understanding the word of God, you know? So somebody be like, I've been pure. This is, you know, this is what I believe purity is like of repaying somebody for that, you know, but like, or this is what purity is or, you know, different things that people do or behaviors that, that are implemented from through a lens that has lack of understanding of their, you know, identity or identifying with their true nature, which is the nature of Christ when you are born again. But it can look different. Like when I think about purity, you know, we all, we do relate it to, and I think everyone in general would say the same thing. Like, like you said, um, not like you think, I think ultimately like marriage, right? I think like, okay, purity is like, you think about white, you think about, you know, like the bride, you know what I mean? You think about, okay, let my, my motives, you know, things of like those basic principles. But then when you are sanctified and renewing your mind and understanding, I think there's a, it's, it, it's a, it brings you into a lot deeper, not only deeper to consecration, but deeper understanding of what that looks like and the things that Christ actually needs to work out of you. Um, you know, from being jaded from the things that you have seen, right? So, I think about Galatians 5, um, 22, like the fruits of the spirit, where the fruits of the spirit, it talks about love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these, all of these things, you know, and outside of, again, Christ and knowing this and allowing the Holy Spirit to work his will on the inside of you, sometimes we begin to lack these fruits of the spirit. So it's purity to me means, you know, pure motives, walking out love and walking out joy, walking out peace. Like what, are, what does this stuff mean? Like how can we, and then also what is love, right? What is the demonstration of love if we had not seen it the right way? Like how do we become to, to understand that? And I think Christ is like the greatest example <laughs> of bringing us um, into this new knowledge once we begin to um, come closer to him. So um, I think that was like a great example. Like there's, there's so many facets that you we can touch on, like what does purity and me like really mean? But it ultimately it's like what's in your heart? Like what is truly like in your heart? 
Um, and again, I think that walking with the Lord, um, he definitely shines his light on different areas to purify um, and sanctify different areas of our life. Can you talk about, I know you want to probably add in just a minute, but can you talk about a time where, like in your relationships, when, like when you were walking in singleness, having come coming to know um, the knowledge of Christ or being reborn again, what did purity look like to you as a single woman preparing herself for marriage? Well, <laughs> when the Lord introduced himself to me, I was I engaged to be married. Um, so in that... I was in a serious relationship with my current husband, and we are both unsanctified. Um, all, you know, in, in sin. <clears throat> and it was very confusing. It was very full of wrath. It was full of bitterness. It was full of resentment it was full of so many works of the flesh which I didn't know at that time um but coming into relationship with the Lord when he introduced himself to me I felt free it was a breakthrough I was liberated in a way that I never imagined that could happen before and so I want to interject and let you continue to go but did when you were in sin, did you know you were in sin, or did you feel like those things were impure at that time? <laughs> when I was in sin, I knew that it's not how I was raised. I was raised in Jewish faith, and we knew I knew what it meant to, um you know, hold my, my virginity till I was married, but I didn't know the essence of all of what that meant. Um, what it really felt like was, um, being in a situation of compromise, um, and not being, and being in a situation of not being respected, being in a situation that I wasn't seen. So in a lot of ways, it was a very emptying, but there'd be the high times, um, getting lost in um, sin and the flesh and the feel goods of things, but always reverting back to emptiness after all of that. So I wouldn't say that I knew exactly what kinds of sins I was performing, except sort of that sexual sin um, and maybe um, drunkenness. Um, which I never really cared for. <laughs> um, but I knew as I, I was missing something, I knew there was a Lord. That's what I did know. And I was seeking him in my own secret way. Um, so when I got saved, Luke wasn't saved. And at that time, it was very, very tough <laughs> because I 
would be so excited and free and liberated sharing about Jesus and the works, his works, his mighty works and his mighty word. Um, and it would always uh, just irritate him to no end. Um, I would like to add on to that, um, that I was very immature in Christ. I wasn't sure what it looked like to walk a sanctified life. There's no one around me that could shepherd me into the full understanding and knowledge of Christ. It was me and the Holy Spirit, Jesus and the Father. Um, so I was like a kid and with a bat in a glass shop. Um, and I was trying very hard, but also um, very much um, in sin doing so because it was not the true love of Christ being administered to him according to the Bible. Um, what it says about love in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanking symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and cannot fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all that I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I'll stop there. Um, this simple scripture that took me time to find <laughs> um, rocked and changed my life. Um, because it doesn't help if we are trying to be the light of Christ and we are lorded over people. Yeah. <laughs> he is gentle and he is kind. And so I would say, um, when we are not in that, that is a, is a grievance to the Holy Spirit and it is sin full, um, and it is worth repenting, meaning turning away from and seeking the like truth you, and walking that out. I'm sorry for interrupting. Do you feel like you understood what purity was to, into like it, at its death before knowing Christ? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, even till today, I'm still learning what purity is. Just even in being a mother, um, when it comes to rearing up a child, training a child, teaching a child, loving a child... Um, disciplining a child <laughs> um, and trusting God and letting him lead me through the whole way. I, we are talking to moms out there and future moms. We're in a culture where it's very instant. We, we want to know. <laughs> like We want to know how to do things, when to do them, right. and we want things to go smooth. Um, but it doesn't matter how much resources we, we look into and flip pages or watch or, you know, listen to from others. 
there's only one way that we can get that. And, you know, that's through the Lord, trusting Him in all of our ways and not leaning on our own understanding, not making idols of knowledge, but seeking understanding, which understanding only comes from God. Um, so in that one simple sense, that is purity. And in motherhood, when it pertains to a child or... Um, we really can apply it to anything (laughs) and not making excuses. That's true. That's true. I I like how, again, like purity is not just as it pertains to, you know, sexual like sin. You know, I think that all of us pretty much have a gist of that. Like, and and I know sometimes like it's very debatable, probably. Um, in general, as far as when it comes to sexual purity, like, you know, abstaining from that and also like waiting till marriage. Um, and I know that that's like a, a huge thing. However, what would you advise as it relates to that? Because I know it's a huge topic. And like, again, as you as we talked about, there's many facets as when it comes <laughs> to purity um, with our mind, um, our will and our emotions i would say learn first what it is to be a woman if you're a woman i would say and recommend learn what it is to be a man if you're a man do those things first and foremost and do not keep boys and keep girls at arm's length if and what a boy or what a girl is, is one that does not seek the will of God mm-hmm. and is not committed to his divinity. Right. And we don't do that by mere appearances. Right. And we don't do that by just conversations. But we do that um, through building relationship and watching <laughs> mm. and being diligent to seek the Lord. Now, I think one of the hard things for a lot of people that ask these kinds of questions is how do you discern the voice of God? Right. Um, because that was my early journey of not being able to discern. But um, I will say it is possible Mm-hmm. And it comes with discipline. It does. Um, marriage isn't just about good feelings. It's a disciplined art mm-hmm. of of love and sacrifice. <laughs> and in marriage, we are to model Christ um, loving the church or the church submitting to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as a more forward answer, I would I would not, if I was dating or courting, if you are in the beginning of your interest in somebody, I would not go to anywhere private <laughs> to hang out with them or meet with them. I would not spend late nights with them. There's a time and a place for that. (laughs) And it's not at the beginning of your relationship. 
That's real. Um, I would... The man is a pursuer. So, ladies, <laughs> act in a, in a manner worthy of being pursued. It's really good. If you are not feeling like not many people like you, or if you doesn't seem like you're ever going to get married, or if you don't see someone, or however the case may be, it's, it's really not about our emotions. It's, it's a preparation. It's mm-hmm. do you trust him? Right. It's his will be done, not yours. In the garden, the Lord brought Eve to Adam. So how much more will he do for you? In the garden, for men and for women. Um, so he will make it straight. And even in my broken relationship before Christ with my now current husband and only husband um he brought me to him and it was the spirit of joy that made our made us unify um I can say that now at the time we were just um laughing (laughs) and um being ourselves so, be yourself. <laughs> Invite God into it. Yeah. Laugh. Enjoy your time. But just know that um, there's there's a, a, um, a profitable way of doing that. It is. And it's not promiscuously. Yes. Um, so, I, I would not, for younger girls, um, I've been in situations of men and boys trying to compromise me and my purity I would um, not let them pursue you or persuade you into um, meeting their sexual needs. Um, if they try to pressure you into that, then they don't really care for you. <laughs> they only really care for themselves. Um, and they don't see your value. Because if they saw your value, they would see you as... A beautiful rose who is delicate and needs not to be touched. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. And so, um, kissing um, teenagers <laughs> that are out there, um, college students, I would say keep your mouth to yourself. <laughs> right. Um, Yes, you want to feel the passion and the dynamic of that, um, but there's a time, mm-hmm. and that's not God's will. Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> you'd have to ask someone else as it comes to engagement about that type of intimacy, but... Um, we are to look at each other and treat each other as brothers and sisters. Real. So if you're not engaged to somebody to be married, um, that is how you must treat one another as brothers and sisters. And if not, we need to be treating each other with respect. I would recommend thinking about and trusting that 
Would your future husband or future wife appreciate what you're performing or doing to other, in you know, the, your um, other people that you're seeing that are not them? Right, that's good. Um, so, like, if you wouldn't want your future husband to be doing that with any other woman, then why would you be doing that with any other man or boy? That's right. Stay away from the boys. <laughs> that's so good. So, yes. I think this is a lot of good, you know, content and things to consider and also to pray about and pray through. Take um, just some time to reflect on the things that, you know, was disclosed today. And really, don't think that, you know, you have to have this all down in one day. But, like, as the Word tells us, I mean, if you are not familiar with the Word, I would just recommend going through like a couple of scriptures, like Romans 1, um, Philippians as well, and Philippians 2, um, the word tells us, you know, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And yes, uh, I would recommend one influential um, person that has had on my life for understanding how to be pure is a woman called Elizabeth Elliot. And there's a, she has a whole host of resources, um, really published good. by herself in one moment. There's this author, um, who I've appreciated reading about, just learning about virtues, mm, yeah. um, in general. Yeah. So, yes, so that's all we want to leave you with. I think it's really, again, really important just to understand that if that person cares about you, um, the Lord's, um, it should always push you towards the Lord's will um, and not outside of that as you're on your journey to follow Christ and to do, you know, relationships in general. Um, So, again... Thank you for tuning in. Did you want me to say something about this book? Yeah, that was the book I was referring to. It's called Where Goodness Still Grows, Reclaiming Virtue in an Age of Hypocrisy by Amy Peterson. Okay, so yes, that's by Amy Peterson. You should definitely check it out again, Where Goodness Still Grows. But thank you so much for tuning in. and Thank you, Tori, for sharing. But until next time, you all have a wonderful day.